What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. This podcast is also known as Kilgallen's Pub for you longtime listeners because it's a podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to talk the shite you talk at a pub. You know what I mean? Random bullshit, all that fun stuff. TV's on. You're kind of paying attention to that. You're kind of paying attention to the front cr- sitting across from you. You're also looking over your shoulder because maybe some cooler people walked into the pub. And you're thinking, why the fuck aren't I friends with those people? They look like they're having the best time I've ever seen. Now I'm listening to you bullshit about work. I don't care about your job, bro. You ever have one of those buddies? But you're you're a good friend. So you listen, and they're buying, which is awesome. I like to start off every podcast by thanking you, the listener. Can't do this without you. You guys are amazing, especially, especially the Patreon subscribers. I love all of you. You, too, can become a Patreon subscriber, and I'll be thanking you. Patreon subscribers for as little as three bucks a month. You get some bonus stuff for that top tier. You get a co-producer credit on all of the YouTube clips that go out. Your name at the end. Pretty dope, I think. All right, let's talk. Let's talk some. Well, first, a little housekeeping. Okay, I want to apologize. Last week's episode is not yet available on YouTube because I was doing a thing where through StreamYard, I was able to stream the podcast live, even though it wasn't technically live, like I'd record it the night before and the next day I would have it where it was live. You know what I mean? So even though it was pre-taped, it aired on YouTube live, if that makes sense. And I guess there's like a one hour limit. And last week's podcast had stand-up comedian, Erica Nicole Clark, who has been on comedy central part of the just for laughs festival this past year is open for Dave Chappelle. It's the daughter of Mr. T it's a really good episode, really good episode. I thought um, my my quality on my end wasn't great as far as video goes. But anyway, we went over an hour, so there's like a max in which I could stream live. I can still upload a podcast that's longer than an hour, but I, I it's work on my end that I haven't gotten around to yet. A little lazy on this end, so apologies, apologies all around. Also, thanks to anyone who's listening that may have saw me at the Improv Comedy Club in Schaumburg, Illinois, this past weekend. I want to talk about those shows. I was the feature act for a comedian named Orny Adams. Orny, hilarious. The dude's a killer. Absolute killer. Really nice guy, too. I enjoyed working with him. Some of you may know him from the MTV show Teen Wolf. He's also had a Showtime and Comedy Central hour-long specials. And uh, amongst people who are diehard comedy fans... You may know him the most from a documentary that came out in 2002 called Comedian that starred Jerry Seinfeld. That documentary is great, by the way. I'm a big fan of it. I I own it on DVD, and I it's not on Netflix. You can stream it on Netflix now, but I used to watch it a lot. It motivated me a lot when I started out as a comedian because it's essentially Jerry, after the show Seinfeld ended in 98, I think shortly after that, he did an HBO special which he did basically all the material that had been on the show essentially, or he'd been doing up into that point, like over at least 10 to 15 years worth of stand-up comedy. And his idea was I'm going to retire it, put this to bed. It was called, I'm telling you for the last time, and I'm going to start fresh from scratch. And a camera crew followed him around. I don't even know if it was a camera crew. There was just a couple cameras to make this documentary of this iconic comedian going back to his roots of doing stand-up after having the most successful sitcom of all time still might be to this day. I believe it is. And uh, it was really cool to see, you know? And, but the thing is at the time I thought that was such an insane thing. Cause I was just starting out comedy. I'm like, he's giving up balls jokes. Uh. And now it's like, yeah, I've given up three hours of comedy. You know, you just, 
you know, I'll dust off some old stuff here or there. Like I had to this weekend, actually. Um, I don't know if this was on Orn. Anyway, Orny Adams is in that documentary. For those, he, look, it doesn't paint him in the best light. A lot of times that documentary kind of comes off as a little cocky, a little too into his head, a little fucked up, you know. Um, I liked him in the documentary, though. I thought he was, he was it was cool to see that side because he's an up and comer and Jerry's like Jerry. So to see the two of them, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, some people didn't like the way Orny looked in it. And I don't know how I, I didn't bring it up. Why the fuck? I'm sure a million people's brought it up, have brought it up to him. So why would I be like, yo, dude, that documentary from 20 years ago now, let's rehash that shit with a guy you're just meeting for the first time. So, um, no, I didn't think he looked, you know, the thing was, I bought that when I was really into DVDs, not really into movies, into DVDs. When I bought a DVD, I watched every single bonus feature, all of them. And the commentary on that was with Jerry and Colin Quinn. And they kind of made me like Orny more because during the process, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you know, Orny kind of comes off as dickish. I don't know if dickish is the word. Um, arrogant or just like you want to, you just want to reach through the TV and be like, fucking relax, dude, you're doing great. You know? Um, but you know, as it, now that I'm, you know, when I first saw it, I was like two months into comedy, but now that I've been in it long enough I, and I've rewatched it. I like Gorney. I, I like, you know, he, he put, he works his ass off and wants to see the results, you know? And I think he's like 30, 31 years old in it, I believe. And I remember being around that age too, where you really, a lot of the advice you go in your younger comic, I think starts to really hit you in the face in a sense. Meaning when you're starting out in comedy, this probably goes across a lot of forms of entertainment. People will tell you, Hey, it's not a meritocracy. You got to work your ass up. But then there's some luck involved. There's, you know, everyone's on their own path and they'd say all that shit, but you're just like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Which is what everyone young and new to shit says. Yeah. 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 But then it, you don't really got the person though. You don't really get them. You just say, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the advice, but you're just thinking, all right, I'm on this fucking, uh, I'm on this rocket ship. I'm kicking ass, you know? And then you start to see people, you know, doing well. And you're like, oh, it's just a matter of time for me. And then, but the thing is you don't mentally know how to process that. And you start to get bitter and jealous and impatient. And you start to be like, well, when the fuck's in my turn, I don't understand. I was on a show with this person and I fucking buried them. And now they're getting this. This is bullshit, right? And you start to just get that. And the anxiety mounts. And you start to be a person that people don't want to be around. Because you're just giving off that shit fucking vibe. Um, yeah. And, and, then it, and then you put weight on everything. You put weight on everything. So a typical bad set that everyone fucking has. On a show that everyone else isn't doing very good on. Or just it doesn't even matter. You let that affect you even more. Because you think it's all related to something. You're like, fuck, I just bombed. I had a bad set. Fuck. Now I'm even farther from where I need to be. But when you get older and you're doing at least in comedy, but in life in general, I think this probably applies to a lot of careers. You start to realize, no, that one thing, it was never any one thing. And any bump in the road could obviously be overcome. And it's just like, you, you, you tend to relax and that, that comes with age, you know, it comes with age, but yeah, I definitely, um, loved working with the guy is really funny. Now, I don't know if this was Orny's doing, or if it was the clubs and I love the club and they asked me to work clean that they, they wanted me to be clean. And if, those of you who've seen my standup comedy, if you've not seen my stand-up comedy, pause the shit right now, youtube.com slash slash Joe kill gallon, K I L gallon. 
and uh, watch it. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy's not a clean comedian at all. I think when you type in my name on YouTube, the first joke that pops up is called oral sex. So, yeah, I was like, hey, that's what the club wants. I love this club. Right. I'll do it. And I'm actually going to be back there February 4th, 5th and 6th featuring for great friend of mine, Lisa Traeger, who's fucking hilarious. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, get your tickets. We'll hang. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Maybe, uh, you know, hit me up. Maybe I could get you on the list. Patreon subscribers are definitely getting that. If you're not, maybe. If you're a Patreon subscriber, hell yeah, definitely. So um, I had to work clean, and that's tough for me. Very tough for me. I, I, let the, I like to let the fucks fly. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of dropping F-bombs and shit like that. And it was funny because when I was working out that material to get ready to do five shows with no fucks, I was like, oh, shit, I got to dust off some old stuff. So I was really, I was looking at my entire catalog where I'm like, all right, that's a clean joke. That's a clean joke. That swears, but I could get rid of the swears. It'll still work. And when you're doing that, and even though you know these are all jokes that work, it's like, all right, I've never done them in this order before. And, and then a couple of them that you're removing swear words from, it it's affects your rhythm a little bit. So it was strange. Uh, overall, I'd give myself a B plus on the weekend, maybe a B minus. I'm in a B, definitely a B. Um, well above average every set. People seem to really enjoy it. There was a couple, there was a couple times, there's a couple shows where I was very proud of. There's a couple shows where overall I did well, but there was moments where I'm like, God, I'm fucking uh see? Like, I don't know. I just swear a lot. I was working out the material and I did like four or five sets with nothing, but that was just like short sets. And then I did the laugh factory on Tuesday, and I went up there and the first joke bombed. It was a new bit where I'm like, how the fuck this? And then it was newish where it was like six for six. I'd done it six times, killed all six times. This time gets absolutely nothing. And then I start to tell the second joke and I realize, oh, they're all getting their checks now. And maybe they're not, they didn't hear the joke. And I was just like, all right. And then I got a little mean towards them, calling them fucking idiots for not laughing at that joke. And then I realized like, I'm just mad that I have to be clean. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, it's such a st- old ad. Like I just had these old voices in my head of like, you know, when you're, when you're a comedian and you hear people be like, well, if you're a comedian, you shouldn't have to swear to be funny or uh, like, Oh, it's better to be a clean comedian because then you could reach a bigger audience. And I'm, I'm telling the audience, I'm like, I don't want, if you're offended by the word fuck, I don't want you coming to my show. Why would I want that audience? Why would I want to sell tickets to those people? People who, when they hear the word fuck are like, oh my God, like they're not fun. They're a shit. They're shit. I don't want boring fucking virgins at my show. And not all virgins are boring, but the ones who are offended by the word fuck are boring virgins. I'm very, I'm very convinced about that. Actually, now that I think about it, actually, that's me. That's me. I don't want to say I don't want any virgins at my show. What if there's some, you know, 41 year old dude who just hasn't figured it out, right? So yeah, he could come. You can come to show, buddy. Let's laugh it up. Just don't be offended by the word fuck is my goddamn point. So strange. The way we view language is just so bizarre to me still. Um, like I get it. I have children, four and two. I don't want them swearing and I don't swear around them. But when it comes to going out at night as a goddamn adult, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like it's stupid. Yeah, get if you're doing NBC late night, you know, Fallon or some shit, and you want to keep it. Yeah, they want you to keep it clean because they there's rule. I understand all that, and I was happy if the again any club that books me and the money's right, and I like the club, and they go, hey, can you work clean this weekend? No problem, no problem at all. 
I'm fine with that. And if the headliner wants that, I'm also fine with that. But for me as an individual, no, I mean, if I'm selling myself where I'm like, come see, you know, if, if the club asked me, Hey, you're the headliner, your name's on the marquee, but you got to be clean. I'm going to have to be like, I want more money than we originally agreed upon because I am selling a version of myself that isn't accurate. You know, that's, that's really how I'd feel because I, I want people coming to my show who want to hear fucks because they're adults and you know, they want to let go and they want to enjoy themselves. They want to have some cocktails. They want to do some lines and that's what, you know what I mean? They want to do some heroin in the bathroom before my set and they don't want to hear squeaky clean nonsense, right? They want to hear a fucking beautiful six foot one inch man with just sparkling blue eyes, um, some solid fucking sideburns going right now. I don't know. I got to shave a little bit, a sweet chin. They want to see that man speak from his soul. And that soul likes to say the word fuck because it drives home a point. And I don't want to disappoint that person. So when you come to my show, you're going to hear some goddamn language. Some co- It's called colorful language because I, I paint with it. God damn it. I'm a fucking artist. People who use these words, shit, fuck, piss, dick, cunt, we are true artists. George Carlin had those seven words you can't say on television, and, and nothing's changed since the 70s. You still can't. Now, um, actually, most shows are now, like, uh, I think you could say dick now. They're every now and then I'll be watching, like, CBS at 830, and I'm like, did, you, did they just say asshole? I think they said asshole on a CBS sitcom. So things are changing and all that. Um and the idea that like if the joke needs swear words, it's not like a true joke or it's not that funny. How, who fucking told you know what it was? It's these only only comedians over the age of only not only comedians, only fucking human beings over the age of like 60 think that way. Now, I know a great comedian. Shout out to Pat McGann. He's been on this podcast. He just saw it at the Vic Three shows. He works mostly, mostly clean. Sebastian Mescalco works mostly clean. But because that's who they are. I'm pretty you know what I mean? Like that's different. You're asking someone who swears casually to not swear. I think that's why I don't do it. I remember hearing Bill Burr say it too on his podcast once where when he started out, he was squeaky clean and he hated what he saw on stage. And one day he was just like, I'm going to be myself. And he was swearing like crazy. And he said like some really old school comic was like, I thought you're going to go places, kid. Why are you following it up? Like the, like the rest of them. And he was like, that's why I fucking am. And, and you got to be yourself at the end of the day. All right. Enough of that shit. You guys want to hear something funny? Or not, I, I, of course, you want to hear something funny. What a dumbass question that was. I got a text message. I think it's some sort of spam or catfish situation. We're going to go right through it. This was this all happened within like the last hour or so. Yes, I'm recording this at 940 Chicago time. This was about two hours ago. Hi, are you Santiago? I feel like I have to say it like that. Is it Santiago? Santiago? I'm Ivory. <laughs> really? Okay. We talked on tagged. I don't know what the fuck tagged is. I got to imagine that's. Tinder, but Tinder autocorrected to tagged. I don't know. Last time I came down to see my cousins, but we never met IRL. That means in real life. How about that? I'm back in town for a min. And if you still want to truly meet up while I'm here, are you up for that? I then just write, because it might be real. Maybe she's looking for Santiago. Why would I get in the way of Ivory and Santiago's potential love? You know what I mean? They could be a marriage for 55 years. If I, but if I enter, you know, or they could have just finger banged real quick in a parking lot at a Taco Bell. I go, sorry, this isn't Santiago. Must have typed num- the number wrong, you know, just to be you know, chill about it. She goes, dang, did I actually text a random dude? Question mark. Oops, I'm so sorry. I can be such a dummy occasionally. Weird. 
she then sends a pic of herself um eh. and um <laughs> i'm an asshole but i'm sorry that's it's funny to say it that way um and i go it's okay and then just to get rid of the situation i go and i'm a woman hope you find santiago see again i'm being great she then said thank you for not seeming angry i guess not every man is a dick that gives out fake phone numbers rolling on the floor laughing rofl i think that's what it is and then it's like want to chat what's your name and then i go it's aaron and sorry i don't want to chat all right you know what i mean it's like are you listening to me right now aaron likes to be fucking heard okay ivory stupid bitch all right she goes cool it's a pleasure meeting you thanks for not being an asshole yeah you already thanked me okay and then it goes what kind of antic do you get up to antic like okay and then she goes, I'm in town cat sitting for my cousin because they took a vacation in Mexico. Wonder how their COVID situation is there. Anyway, what do you feel about all this COVID shit? I then just say, it's killed so many of my friends. It's actually killed a few people I know. It's horrible. You guys know how I feel about it. And then not listening at all goes, fuck this Corona variant is crazy as shit. I have been indoors long going mad. How about you? This person does not know how to text well at all. I also know that's like a Gen Z thing where it's like, you get what I'm saying. And they just fucking text real fast. How about you? Like, how do I feel about the staying inside? I mean, I haven't been, I've been out, but anyway, I just wrote, I love it. I hate going outside. Not really true, but I just wanted to be like, get the fuck fucking stop this shit. Right. My cousins have a spot tub and I want to get in. want to see some pics. I write, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want to see any pics. Sends me a nude pic, nude pic, shitty text. If you ask me tattoos. Boobs are okay. The tats are bad. <laughs> I go, if I invite you, what would you do to me? And then I wrote nothing. I'm not a lesbian. And then she writes, mm, sugar, I'm starting to get a little turned on. Ha ha ha. She goes, and then I get sex me. I'll send back sex me. I'll send, like, what the fuck? This is the word. Is this the Russian bots where they just don't listen? And they keep sending their shit. Like they have pre-response. It's like a robot, right? And I get what they're doing by picking these photos because it's like, oh, look, this person isn't a 10 by any stretch. And again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'm sure someone would look at her and be like, that's a smoke show. But again, it, you know, conventionally, typically, if you're, you know, randomly trying to, and if they know it's me, maybe they do know it's me. Maybe like, hey, this is Joe Kilgallen. Let's fuck with him. I think it's probably, it could be some friends I know. Maybe who knows? They got a burner account. And, but it's just funny that they, the, you know, I, I, I think it's clever in the sense that they didn't choose a clear, like Victoria's secret model style of naked. You know, I just, I'm throwing that out there. Cause that's like the generalized, like, Oh, cause I've gotten fake stuff some before, you know, when you get the fake friend requests on Facebook and it's always someone with like the fakest breasts you've ever seen and just completely like pornoed up. You know, I mean, lipstick, the, the eyelashes, everything about them just doesn't seem real. That's, you know, and you, you get there and you're just like, yeah, right. And then you always have like seven friends who are mutual and it's all the dumbest guys, you know, where you're like, you thought this was a real person. Their profile says text to chat, you dummy. Come on. No real hot girl would ever have text to chat in their Facebook profile. So it's just stupid. But, you know, they sent like a girl who, I think, again, everyone's beauty standards are fucking different. Uh, a seven which I think is clever because it makes it seem like, oh, she's probably a real girl, right? Six or seven, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to fuck with this person a little bit more just for the sake of my own entertainment. Do you know what I mean? So uh, sex back. All right, here, we're going to have fun with this one. Sex me and I'll send back. 
I'm going to just write, what does sext mean? I'm going to go, what does sext mean? <laughs> I'm going to play it dumb. Did you mean text? Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm not going to just wait for a response because that might take a while, but I'll let you know. This will be our little game throughout this podcast right here. All right. All right, kids. Kids and kiddos. Um, it was cold as fuck in Chicago today. It was like minus five out. And the whole time I kept thinking to myself, like, there are people who want to leave because of the violence in Chicago, but minus five, they're totally comfortable with. I know people leave for that reason too, but damn, shit's crazy. Um, so yeah. All right. Anyway, though, uh, here's something that's been going around. Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan podcast clips. I, I don't know what to, to make of Rogan over this past year. I, I don't because I, I was someone who actually, I'll admit it. I stuck up for Rogan a lot in some circles. A lot of people I know liked him. You know what I mean? I, I had some people who were indifferent. So a lot of people I were like me. We thought he was misunderstood because I didn't listen to his podcast regularly. I caught clips like a lot of people. I love his UFC commentary. Still do. He had some, when Joey Diaz was on the podcast regularly, amazing. Um, when he said friends of mine, like <coughs> Andrew Santino and Theo Vaughn, um, I mean, these aren't close friends, but they're buddies of mine, you know, uh, I would listen and they're fun. Right. And, and for the most part, I told people, I'm like, I think you guys just have them misunderstood because a lot of people nowadays, unfortunately, like to put you in categories and when the things you like don't fit into one category or other, they don't get it. So they see Joe Rogan as a guy who's like, oh, he's for universal health care. He believes everyone should have health care and that, you know, it should be a, another government service, right? No one should go broke from getting, you know, like we, like they have in Europe and other uh, first world nations, right? But then he's a hunter. And then they're like, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't fit my, th-. and that's just like, all right, you know, that you could be more than one. And I grew up hating those kind of people. I remember doing stand up comedy at these hipster bars in Chicago where they all looked at me because I had great shoulders and they're like, who's this guy? Is he going to shove me into a locker? I wasn't that guy. I was like, look, I can't help the way I was born. You can't help being uncoordinated as fuck. I can't help being a finely tuned athletic machine. Right. So that's why I never understood why hipsters and, and like you think they were, cause they were more open-minded. A lot of the hipsters and I love, I still have good hipster friends and I, I love them in a lot of ways, but I always hated their one dimensional approach. Sometimes I remember this one dude being like, Hmm, I'm not really into sports. I like music. I don't know why I made him sound flamboyant. That's not what I was going for at all. But I, I wanted him to sound annoying. So I, my voice just fucked up a little bit. Uh, I'm not into music. Or I'm not into sports. I'm into music. Some stupid voice like that. You get me. Okay. Guys, my back hurts again. I got to get a better chair. So I remember thinking like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. My cousin Kevin, great dude. Amazing blues guitarist. Phenomenal. Also knows a shitload about sports and is a doctor. Like you could be a well-rounded person. And I think they, there, there was some, I don't know what, I think Twitter created it more than Facebook. It's garbage as Facebook is. And Facebook is garbage, man. Holy fuck. But uh, with, with Twitter, which is also shit, um, I feel like if you are like a person who's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, people don't know what to do. And so I would tell people, I'm like, nah, R- Rogan's, he's pretty progressive in a lot of ways. He's just a little right wing and some stuff too, but you know, you know, and yeah, he'll have on guests that people didn't like, like Ben Shapiro and other people. And I'm like, yeah, but he also has on like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's also has on a lot of great comedians and some other scientists and stuff. So like, you know, he tries to mix it up because it creates an interesting podcast. But again, this was a podcast. I've never listened to a full episode of my life. 
I don't even think I've ever listened to it on my phone. I think I've just seen the YouTube clips. But lately, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he got so into hearing what people thought about him where he's just like, fuck these people, I'm going to lean into it more. Or maybe COVID fucked him up. I know a lot of people were pretty normal. And then the whole thing with COVID just kind of fucked them up a little bit. COVID did that to him in a way, I feel like. Um, I'd still gladly be on his podcast. <laughs> I'll admit that shit. He's got a huge audience. I'd be stupid to say no to that. Um, but yeah, and again, the people out there who hate COVID, you, everyone should hate COVID. It changed our world. And hopefully our world goes back to 2019. But we're not there yet. That's just the way of the fucking world. It's, it's you know, it's unfortunate. And you should, and you have no problem with being angry. Um, but just the contradictions kill me, man. Every now and then I come across these videos where it's someone asking them, Hey, um, you're against the vaccine, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm against the vaccine. Oh, who'd you vote for in the last election? Donald Trump. Do you want to be president again? Hell yeah. It's like, well, he took the vaccine and he's telling you to take the vaccine. Oh, well, I don't know about that. It's like, well, I don't fucking get it. And, and it's like, well, why are you against the vaccine? Oh, it went too quickly. And then I think it was Jordan Klepper or Kepler from the daily show. He's like, Oh, they, they rush the vaccines, what you're saying. Oh, so it's almost like they went at warp speed. What was Trump's thing called? Operation Warp Speed. The goal was to try to get a fucking vaccine. When you have the whole world working together, because they want businesses back open. So there was, of course, money was an in interest. They were able to get something done. Yeah, amazing, right? Um, anyway, anyway, see, now I'm going on COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID like ever really on this podcast. I don't. I want this to be an escape. I want you guys to hear about me fucking with trolls or what are they called? I don't even know. Again, I just wrote back. Here's here's what it is. Would you call this like someone trying to catfish me or just a, a spam bot? I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, I go, what does sex mean? See, this is, you got to go back. Did you mean text? And that's what I wrote. I played it dumb. Like I didn't know what sex meant. Send another naked picture. Uh, log, if you uh, want to become a Patreon subscriber, I'll share this person's nudes on the Patreon. Um, just got a couple tattoos. Should I just play it dumb? Be like, nice tattoos. Did those hurt? <laughs> I'm gonna be like a complete idiot. Nice tattoos. Did those hurt? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's the stuff I want to talk about. But I just saw because there's been a lot of the clips with Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson. Jordan, it's just there's even a couple where Rogan's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" To Peterson, and there's other ones where it's like, "Yeah, you should push back on that because now that you seem to know what you're talking about with climate change." Um, like P Peterson was saying, climate isn't real. I don't know, man. This Peterson guy, I don't know enough about him. I know some really smart people on the left who seem to like him in some degrees and also hate him in others. So he's trying to be a modern day philosopher, which I think is hard to do. You know. Um, because uh, all the philosophy has been written in a sense, right? I don't know. And Socrates cover a lot of this shit. <laughs> so, like what, what else can you say in 2022 about how people should live their lives or theories on existence and other such that I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really, I don't, I'll admit, I don't know shit about philosophy. So I don't, I know a basic foundation of philosophy. Like didn't, you know, Kaufman and Nietzsche and a few of these other names, like they were all like fucking what 1800s, early 1900s, I think. This is all pre-internet. You how do how are you a philosopher or who would uh, you know he was a professor, this Peterson guy, but now I think he's strictly into like the philosophy game. He's he's got a book 12 rules. I don't know. Someone listening, explain him to me. And and if you're a Jordan Peterson fan, no, I'm, I'm pleading ignorance on this. Comment or send me a, a you know, DM on Twitter or, or Instagram or wherever. 
why Joe at joekilgallen.com as well. It's an email. Um, t- sell him on me. Tell him why he's good. And if you hate him or you don't like him, I should say, tell me why he sucks. Because I'll, I'll admit, I just kind of like, I didn't care enough. Again, I think I thought Rogan was really good when I was checking out his shit regularly um, on YouTube because, you know, he has a million videos. His business model was phenomenal on how to build a podcast audience. You know, every episode was three hours long and it gave him 20 clips and he did three or four weeks. So he's just flooding the internet with content. Um, no, so what I liked about him was he did seem to take things like where he'd listen and he, and he, and he would be like, okay, you know, I never thought he was hell bent on and pushing his agenda, um, too much unless it was the stuff he really loved. You know, he's a very big exercise guy and fitness guy and, um, eating right and all that kind of shit, you know, and he, he will get into some motivational stuff, but you know, for the most part, it's just like, oh, here's a funny clip of him and this guy and a funny clip of him and that guy. And I never would get mad when some clips are bad or, or some clips are stupid because again, when you put out what? 10 hours of content a week or whatever the fuck it is. It's pretty high number times X. I mean, this guy must have, I don't fucking know tens of thousands of hours of content. You're going to say some stupid shit. There's going to be some things there. The thing with Rogan though, is he made a hundred million dollars on a Spotify deal at least and is mega, mega rich now and moved from LA. So a lot of people didn't like that. The LA people and the people who already didn't like him, because they didn't know about him or they just assumed he was another meathead guy. I used to say to people all the time, I'm like, if Joe Rogan weighed 150 pounds and wore glasses and had like, you know, a hipsterish haircut, he'd be in those, all the people who hate him would love him. His episode with Bernie Sanders was phenomenal. Like all that shit, you know, it's just like, so that's where I stuck up with him hardcore. And then lately, I don't know. I, th- I honestly think because they went after him even harder because he became super rich. He's probably already super rich, but like the hundred million dollar Spotify deal made people focus in on him even more because there are accounts that share clips of him all the time trying to trash him. And I'm thinking you watch him every day. You hate him and you're watching him every day. I know they're like, well, Joe, he's got a huge platform. This platform is massive. It's dangerous. And then, yeah, I get that. That's where some of the shit from COVID. It was like, dude, yeah, man, that, that's when I started to be like, what, what you're saying isn't true. And there was a clip that went viral last week where he had a guest on and his guest was like, no, that's not right. And he's like, what? And then he pulled up, you know, his producer, Jamie, pull up the information and his guest was right. And he was wrong. So like, and he used to be more like, oh, well, shit, I'm wrong. And now even he's kind of like, well, yeah. and again, it's just like the information, it's so much information and it's hard. It's hard. There's people out there who are just like, fuck. Now I just look like an idiot because I shared something dumb. So now I got to double down and it's just, it's unfortunate. I really... I don't know how we're going to get out of that part of society where we could get to the point where it's like, oh, I was wrong. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for giving me a reliable source. Instead, I shared something from I'm a dumb fuck.org and didn't realize like that's where I want us to be at. Um, Because I'm still optimistic about the future. You know, I still believe we're going to be at big concerts and, and events and travel will be less of a hassle and some of the violence and civil unrest will go down, hopefully. And you know, we have uh, a government that cares for its people a little way better than it does. Uh, you know, people aren't going broke because they get cancer and, you know, an economic system that's uh, has more equity involved. Um, you know, that's the shit I want to see. You know, I want, I want race relations to be better. What am I running for governor? What the fuck is going on? Why, why am I emptying this? Oh, we got another text from her. Nice tattoos. Do those hurt? Her response, you're making me horny AF. I have to get a release, baby. You want to join me? See, this is where it comes to. She's going to send me a link soon. 
Um, I'm going to write, join you at church. Join you at church. Was that a better one? I could have thought of something better. It's going to take a while for the response there. See, I feel like if I leave you guys hanging, if I end the podcast now, a lot of you are going to be like, well, what was the response to church? We got to know Joseph. By the way, I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing my Beatles hat because um, I didn't shower today. I'm a stinky, stinky boy. I should write that back. I'm like, I didn't shower. And she thinks I'm a woman because I've been saying that. I'm going to write my vagina rancid. I'm going to write, oh, I just got a whiff. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> Let's see what she fucking writes to that. <laughs> I didn't shower, by the way. Should I write my vagina? My vagina? I'm going to write equal stinky. This is going to limit my ads on YouTube, by the way, all because of this. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll keep you guys informed. I, I, you know, I want to keep these solo podcasts in just a half hour. Uh, if you want, if you missed, check out the podcast from last week with comedian Erica Nicole Clark. We talked about uh, universally loved celebrities who, when they die, everyone's going to take it as hard as we took Bob Saget and Betty White's passing. And I mentioned, I said I had her dad on my list. I think when Mr. T dies, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? No, we love Mr. T. Because you'd be hard pressed to find someone who's like, I don't like Mr. T. You know what I mean? You might think nothing, like you might not be like a fan but there's no way anyone out there is like mr t that guy like who would who would be if you don't like mr t there's something wrong with you i mean dude dude was awesome i pity the fool come on he had mr t dolls he was in rocky three wrestlemania shit man i'm gonna go watch some mr t videos on youtube right now all right can we get a response guys i don't want to leave you hanging but i feel like that might happen yeah i don't know with rogan i think he's a little more of a target now than he ever was before but again, society has changed a lot. The people out there, though, who don't like when someone has a big platform, I, I don't. I think you guys are fighting it wrong. I don't like you know if someone has a big audience and all that kind of shit. Like, I, I look the news media is bad. It's bad on the left. It's bad on the right. And a lot of people don't have anything to trust. And if there's some people out there giving out bad information, it sucks. I and mean, we should fight bad information. We should fight lies. With this idea of being like, he shouldn't be able to say that. It's like, why? You're allowed to. You know what I mean? Um, but then again, Twitter could do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they they get rid of other a lot of people for giving out false information. It's up to Spotify if they want to get rid of Rogan for false information. I'm sure there's some sort of clause in that contract, or maybe he had a clause where it's like, you guys can't touch me for X amount of years. You know, um, Neil Young took all his music off Spotify. You can still listen to my albums on Spotify, by the way. I don't have the audience to make threats like that. I'd rather you watch it on YouTube, though, because I'm monetized on YouTube. Spotify sucks when it comes to comedian monetization. I'm not kidding you guys. Every artist you love that you listen to a lot on Spotify, they would all rather you listen to them somewhere else. Seriously, if it's music, they'd rather you buy their shit. You know what I mean? Buy the records, buy the, fuck, buy the CD even, and then just download it on your computer or your phone, and it's there. Um but even if you bought, like, say you bought an album that's $9.99, the, the artist gets 7 bucks of that through iTunes. But it, it takes, in order for me to make 7 bucks on Spotify, which I probably think is what I make a month, it's like fucking 25,000. I don't even know how many. 100,000 fucking listens? Who knows? It might even be way less than that. I don't even think I'm getting, there's no way I'm getting that much. I don't know what's, it's like, it's like zero per one listen. If you listen to one of my jokes on Spotify, it's 0. 0.005 three of a cent not even one penny there may be one fucking penny 
these cheap bastards, these multi-billion dollar corporations. And that someone, someone pointed that out about Rogan. I can't remember who they're like, he has got the power and he's a comedian to fix that and help comedians out. And for that, it's like, dude, Joey, step up to that shit, my man. All right. Yep. I knew it. There's the link. <laughs> she didn't even, I said, I didn't shower. My vagina equals stinky. She responded with, all right, baby, let me open up my vid check. Come here. You can see me. B-I-T-L-Y-A-S-S for fuck. <laughs> oh, disappointing. I really thought there'd be more fun back and forth. I'm just going to say, I don't know. There's nothing fun to say. Uh, it's gross. She really does have the worst fucking tattoos I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, it's always, yeah, I knew it was a scam. I knew it was a scam, but I was hoping to have a little bit more fun back and forth. All right, everybody. You guys have been the best. I'll, I'll keep you updated if I send any more shit. Uh, this has been the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers.